Hey everybody, this is Harriet Kamek, the host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, I want to talk with you about a construct that is found in the scriptures where Jesus said that he came to set the captive free. When I use the term construct, it's a set of ideas and values surrounding an idea that you can be free. Just recently in our country, we saw at the Texas border, right there on the southern border between Texas and Mexico, we saw Haitian immigrants in a ravage and coming from a country that was recently just toppled by an earthquake where their leader was assassinated. And now with impending climate change and the ravages caused by that, then of course the poverty that has beset nations of the world as a result of the coronavirus epidemic. What we're finding is that people the world over are getting displaced. Climate change, poverty, climate change, poverty. So in the scriptures, we are finding comfort and we're looking for comfort and relief as found in the scriptures, as found in the word of God. We base our belief systems, not on the effects, not on the circumstances around us, but on what the word of God instructs us to do in times like these. So in this time, I'm bringing to you a scripture found in the book of Luke chapter four chapter 4 verses 14 to 18 we're going to find the eternal words of jesus christ so if you don't know who jesus is he's more than a historical figure he is the founder of christianity and i don't want us to be confused with people who say they're christian today and and some of whom do, do not exemplify the values that jesus imparted jesus's whole belief system was structured around loving one another in fact those were his commandments he said this one thing i ask you to do this one commandment i leave you to love one another if we love one another then we're going to care about each other and we're going to ensure that our neighbors our friends and not just our neighbors who live next door to us whom we might have a property line dispute with but our neighbors are the people who live in neighboring countries around us our neighbors are the people we encounter in the parking lot the people in the freeway lane next to us. Those are our neighbors. So we're going to love one another as Christ so loved the church as Jesus taught us to do. So as a member of Christianity and as a believer in Christ, I seek to find ways in which I can carry out this belief. One of the ways in which we do that, do that is we provide services to victims of human trafficking. Obviously, when you see people who are running from their homes and running from their countries, it's an opportunity for people who have nefarious intentions. We refer to them commonly as human traffickers. What they do is they exploit people's desire to find relief, to find comfort and to just simply find a place to live where they can take care of their families and live in peace and safety. So human traffickers will proliferate in areas where there are immigration issues. We find that a lot. They exploit people. Our organization, the Exodus Foundation, helps to provide relief for victims of human and sex trafficking. So if you need more information, if you want to know more about the work that we do, head on over to my website, HarrietKamak.com. 
there is a link that will take you, take you to the exodusfoundation.com that will provide you with more information about what we do. And if you feel that you can be a part of the movement to reduce human trafficking, our desire is to eliminate human trafficking worldwide. And we do that through advocacy. We do that through providing relief on the ground to people right here in our community in Southeast Michigan. We do that through ensuring that legislation is passed. If you want to be a part of the movement, go on over to our website and make a donation. We are a 501c3 organization, the Exodus Foundation, that is. We're a 501c3. That means we're tax exempt. That means all donations to us are non-tax. I just want to put that out there so that we know. And this is what we do. We don't just do, we don't just talk the walk, but we walk the talk. Amen? Amen. So within this construct then, Uh, Within the context of what I've just described, here comes the word of Christ. Now, I'm going to read to you from the New King James Version of the Bible, and it's found in Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 18. And in these, we're going to find the eternal words of Jesus. And sometimes when we read the Bible, it's almost as if we're reading today. So for those of us who are looking for something to comfort us, that is not a drug, that is not an opioid, that is not something we smoke or drink, and we don't have to go sex it up, we can turn to the scriptures that was written 2,000 years ago that we know has life and that will energize us and provide us with a perspective on the problem. So I want to put this to you today within the verses of Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 18. And here you will find the words of Jesus. So I'm going to read to you from the scriptures. This is my iPad. There is a Bible app on my iPad. So the words of Christ are in red. I just want to make sure that we know that that's who we're reading from. Amen. And it says in Luke chapter 4, verse 14, it says, Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, And news of him, if you look on a map near Israel, you will find the Sea of Galilee. So this is something that really happened. And news of him went out through all the surrounding region. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth. Say Nazareth. We often hear of Jesus of Nazareth. Nazareth was Jesus' birthplace. He was born in Bethlehem, but he lived, his family lived in Nazareth. And in Nazareth, where he had been brought up, that's key. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Check this out. This is your liberation right now. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord today I want to talk with you from the subject set the captive free father let us be not just hearers of the word but be doers also let me decrease so that you can increase so that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable in your sight. I pray for my brothers and sisters who are hearing this broadcast in the name of Jesus. May they find peace and safety in Jesus' name. Amen. I have come to set the captive free. The Bible says right here in Luke chapter 4 and verses 14 to 18, Jesus said he came to set the captive free. 
He also said he came to set at liberty those who are oppressed. He also says he came to recover sight to the blind. We're thinking of physical loss of sight, but what we need is a new perspective. He's come to preach the gospel to the poor. Rich people don't need the gospel. They have Amazon and they have uh, huge credit limits and access to money. They don't need the gospel. They don't need hope. All the money in their bank accounts is all that they need. This is why you find rich people throughout time have always been dismissive of any message of hope. Now, when they were poor, they had hope. But then when they became rich, they forget all about that and continue to you know, uh, execute policies that continue to rob people and to keep people in strict marginalized communities. Amen. He also says he sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Listen to Jesus, the words of Jesus. He said he has sent me. Who sent Jesus? His father, God, the father, God, the father sent God, the son, Jesus Christ to heal the brokenhearted to set at liberty those who are captive. Now, I want to talk to you about setting the captive free because we were all a bit dismayed at how Haitian immigrants at the border were whipped by white men on horseback. Yes, I'm seeing it because it is horrible. It's a horrible image to project to the world of who we are as Americans. America is a nation of immigrants. We should not at any time be whipping anybody for crossing the border. Come on now, we can do better than that. That is uncalled for, that is inhuman. Just a few weeks prior, we were providing airlift services to Afghan immigrants, putting them in a C-131 military plane, protected by the power and might of the United States military to be taken to another country. And we are whipping Haitian immigrants on horseback. That is inhumane. So I want to say to everybody who is bound up in ideas of thought, of supremacy, and you feel that you're superior to one another, I am telling you right now in the name of Jesus, we have come. I have come to set the captive free. We're looking at people the world over. And we're looking at situations around the world that perhaps we're not paying attention to because we we're frankly, we don't want to think about it. I've been saying this from the pandemic started that there is a disruption in the supply chain. I said it over and over. If you go to my podcast, you will find where I talked about how the coronavirus was interrupting supply chain. I talked extensively about how this was going to impose poverty on nations and how it was going to eventually disrupt the food supply. Here we are a year and a half later. If we in the United States, I went to buy bacon the other day and the price jumped from in seven days, the price jumped $5. If we in the United States are experiencing this, what do you think poor countries who were poor from the get-go are experiencing? What do you think it must be like? So when we see people killing themselves, taking their families and all their possessions are wrapped up in a plastic bag and are rushing to get out of their countries, crossing rivers and lakes and crossing seas and shark-infested waters, you know that the place where they're coming from must be really, really bad. You know that it must be really bad. Well, you look at a country like Haiti, who has endured centuries 
literally centuries of degradation and deprivation and poverty as a result of white supremacist policies, as a result of colonialism. I'm speaking the truth right here. If I'm going to be a follower of Jesus Christ, I might as well just tell it like it is. Amen. This is what has happened to the country of Haiti. Is it because they are black? Is it because they're black where they have been marginalized, excluded from the League of Nations, League of Nations for so many centuries? They have nothing in their country. All of their wealth and their natural resources were taken over. All of their wealth was redistributed to rich countries. Centuries later, they have nothing. With nothing, what are they going to make out of something? They are hearing this gospel, but how is this gospel going to help? So here comes Christian organizations. There are a few of them who go down to Haiti and they bring food. But I'm looking at what you're mixing in a bowl. And while I appreciate you taking up the energy and the effort to do something, I'm like, would you eat that? Would you eat that stuff that looks like dog food that is just meshed up? Is that what you feed humans? Are these people not worthy of sitting down and eating a plate filled with meats? and vegetables, and carbohydrates, and protein, and vegetables. I watch, for instance, the, 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 the organizations that provide services to Jews who have been left behind in Russia and other places. They treat them more, more humanely. They bring them a meal with carbohydrates, and vegetables, and protein. And they make sure you see it so it doesn't look like a bowl of mash-up stuff that you just pour some water and some stuff, whatever powder stuff, and you put it in a bowl and feed that to people and say you're feeding the poor. We can do better than that. Jesus came to set the captive free. Are we all preaching the same gospel or are we going to preach some gospel? Is it, is it some part of the gospel that is whitewashed, that is only works for this group of people, but it doesn't work for these? I, I can't shake the images of a black body being whipped by a white man on a horse in the United States in the 21st century in 2021. Something has got to be done. Something. We got to stop and ask ourselves, are we human? So even if you want to say, well, they weren't Christian, that's fine. But are you human? Just a few weeks ago, we were disdaining and crying out for the humanity of the people in Afghanistan. So now what happened to the black bodies that we saw at the border? Jesus said he came to set the captive free. So I want to ask you a question. Can I set you free today? from the thoughts that are in your mind? Can you allow yourself to be set free from the idea that no one should be superior to the other? We live in a world today where there are empires. I love living in America because it's an empire. I feel very safe. I feel as if tomorrow morning when I wake up, the president will still be the president. The vice president will still be the vice president and I don't have to worry about men with guns walking around. Sometimes this is what people are looking for. Just the idea to be able to wake up and not be in a, in, in a state of constant confusion. And just to be able to feed their children. To be able to know that you can have a meal and you can go to work. There's nothing more liberating than being able to provide for yourself and your family. You can go to work and you can work. America offers hope. And what America sells is hope that if you come here and you work hard enough, you'll be able to take care of yourself. I believe in all, with all my heart, I believe in America. I want us to keep that dream alive. 
But my brothers and sisters, we can't just sit back and just let it be. Amen. We got to understand that Jesus came to set every captive free. Those people probably heard the message of being set free and are running from the bondage that they were under. Imagine living in a country where you wake up one morning and your leader was assassinated. And there are police everywhere. There's military everywhere. There are all kinds of stuff going on. A country beset by poverty and ravaged by poverty over time. Imagine that. They heard the message. Jesus came to set the captive free. So they head on over to the nearest big country that is an empire. Sometimes I look at our country and my heart weeps because I I feel as if we're not that big that we can hold all the people (laughs) in the world. But our hearts are big. Right now there are organizations that are going to go down and provide services to Haitian immigrants, whatever it is. The president said he did whatever he needed to do politically. Great. Hallelujah. But what about going forward? What about the other people? Because there will be others who will try. We look down in Central America and realize that climate change has impacted people's lives. I want to tell you right now that Jesus has come to set the captive free. While we are here in America, we need to do our part as well to make sure we keep our country together since we are hope. And since we are the beacon of light, and since we are beckoning to others to come, we need to make sure we keep this together. Jesus has come to set the captive free. I have found that liberty takes place in our minds first before it is executed. I have found that liberty takes place in our spirits. The idea of America is the fact that we sell this idea that you are free. So you are free to disagree with the political uh, spectrum and the political ideology. You're free to disagree even with your boss, but I would not suggest it because they, he can put you out of the building. Amen. You can't even disagree with your parents, but the fact that you are free in your mind. When you look at this context of what Jesus said, if you read further in verses 20 and 21, you know what happened? When Jesus made this proclamation, let me put it into context for you. Jesus was an unarmed brown man. Jesus is, a, is what we would call a revolutionary, a guy on the fringes of society is how the media, the traditional media would, lay, would label him. Jesus was walking amongst the poor. Now, they knew enough of him to know that he had studied with the rabbis. So he, they called him rabbi, teacher. That meant he had studied in the temple. But Jesus chose not to sit in the exalted places of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He chose to walk amongst the people. Why? Because he recognized that the people were being oppressed. That's what he says right here. I've come to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Is it possible that the people who are running to our border are running from oppression? And America is beckoning because we offer freedom? Is it possible? Here is Jesus. He's watching all these political events around him. He's watching how the political establishment encounter and their encounters with the people. The Bible says right here that after Jesus made his proclamation that he has come to heal the brokenhearted, he has come to heal the sick, and he has come to set at liberty them that are free, he sat down. Hello, he took several seats. He sat down. And you know what he said in verse 21? As if to blow this thing wide open, he said to them, Today, the scripture has been fulfilled in your ears. Now, I'm not going to rise up to the status of Jesus. 
I declare to you that today this scripture has been fulfilled in your ears because Jesus already did it 2021 years ago. But what I'm saying to you is that what he did 2021 years ago is an example for us today to remind ourselves that we must set at liberty those who are oppressed. We must set at liberty those who are captive. Human sex trafficking, organ trafficking, where people are being missing all over the country. Hello, everybody. That's a silent epidemic. Why are so many people, women and girls and now boys are missing all over the country? There is such a thing as organ trafficking. Young people are just showing up missing all over the country. Jesus has come to, he came to set the captive free. What are we not understanding about this? Being free, I've told you, even in my own circumstances, I've told my children that just because you can doesn't mean you should do it. Just because you feel you have a right to do something doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. I have told my children that as an example for them to feel like just because you feel you're free doesn't mean you should go come and tell me how free you're going to be. Amen? Amen. So just because you have the right to do something doesn't mean, or just because you feel free enough to do it doesn't mean that you should do it. Is it the right thing to do? So what I'm seeing is just because of that doesn't mean that we should oppress others. We need to look at our own circumstances and ask ourselves these questions. Your employees who are working for you, if we were to go and ask them, are they free? What would they tell us? Do you oppress them? Are they working under oppressive circumstances? Are they? Do you pay them well? Or do you just pay them just enough for them to keep coming back to work? When they come to work, are you micromanaging them? Are you giving them tasks that they must do and more tasks? Recently, I heard of a situation where people are working more time to keep a job and they're not getting paid for it. That's oppression. Yes, and you call yourself a good Christian and go to church every Sunday morning. You actually can show me your checkbook of how many checks you write into your church to tithe. But are you oppressing others? What about even in your own family, in your own household? Do your wife, does your wife and children feel like they're free? Are they free? Do they feel free? Or are they being oppressed? Jesus has come to set the captive free. So I want to set this for you and put this into context. Years ago, I was living under a situation where I was oppressed. Mike's husband, in fact, told me that he was my God. I kid you not. This man made sure that he kept me and my children oppressed under a wicked, it's almost as if we were living under a wicked ruler. When I heard the scripture, it liberated me. It reminded me that the oppression would end and that somehow if I started to think that I was free, if I started to think that this would be oppression would lift, it would gradually over time, my belief system took over and it's almost as if it took on a life of its own. So when you start believing you're free, you start acting like you're free. When you start acting like you're free, eventually the chains lifted off. It was only a matter of time before I was granted an expeditious supernight overnight deliverance. That's what I want for all of us. Jesus paid the price and did the work. No, we, as his followers, we have to set the example. We have to walk it out and live it out. We have to practice these methods of helping others. We have to become more empathetic. My friends, it's not enough for you and I to sit back and say, it's not my problem. 
It's not enough for us to sit back and say, I can't do this anymore. It is our problem. Climate change is our problem. People freeing oppression is our problem. I I used to say, well, it's not my problem. I can't do anything about it, so I would ignore it. No, I realized I simply can't turn my back to it. It's not enough. If I had turned my back to it, then what if someone had turned their back and did not listen to me when I cried out for help? What if someone had not answered that 911 call that night so that they could come and take away the abuser out of my home? I had to listen to these words. Jesus came to set the captive free. So in the few short minutes I have left, I'm going to pray for you. That whatever situation you find yourself in, maybe you're working under oppression and you're in a situation where you're working for wages that can't even meet your bills, can't pay your rent. I am telling you right now, you are going to be set free. Start setting free in your mind. There are practical things that you can do. Enroll in a class. Take some more courses. Go back to school. Give yourself more tools so you can work with. What if you're living in an oppressive situation with oppressive family members? Again, the choice is going to be, you're going to live under this oppression forever or are you going to make some strides to take, to do it? I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. What if you're hearing this message and you're in a hospital bed? And you're sitting there thinking that life is over and this is it. And the doctor came in with a pronouncement of, of, of sickness and disease. What are you going to do? Are you going to sit there or are you going to tell these dry bones that they got to live? Are you going to lay hands on yourself and tell yourself that whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I'm free from sickness. I'm free from disease. So why don't I pray with you? And stretch your hand out to me. I'm going to set my faith in agreement that whatever your captivity is, that you have been set free this day. If you've been held captive by poverty, I command poverty to be broken right now in the name of Jesus. If you've been held captive by sex and addictions in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command that you are set free today. If you've been held captive by wickedness and oppression in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Nazareth, you are hereby set free this day. Whatever it is that your captivity represents in Jesus name, you are set free in the name of Jesus. I just want to pray with you. Father, in Jesus' name, loose the bonds of oppression over your people. Loose the bonds that have held your people captive in the name of Jesus. Loose the bonds that have held people because now Jesus has come through his word to set the captive free. And as of this day, you are set free in the name of Jesus Christ. I command a blessing upon your life. I command that you receive a supernatural, overnight, expeditious deliverance from everything that has set you captive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up, woman. Rise up, man. Come on. Get up off that hospital bed. Get up out of that oppressive marriage. Get up out of every oppressive thing. And in the name of Jesus, you are hereby set free this day. My name is Harriet Kenneth. I command a blessing upon your life. Be blessed, everybody. In Jesus' name.